What's up, everybody, and welcome to Band, the real life misadventures of Rick Dunsford and friends. And everybody, welcome. I'm Dusty Bones, and welcome to Man of the Hour, Rick Dunsford. What up? What up? What up? What's up? Oh, man. Uh, the time we're recording this, I do want to get started by saying <clears throat> that the date that we're recording this show is July 3rd, 2021, which means 11 years ago today was the day that Rick and I were in the car crash that we tell about all the way in episode one. That was 11 years ago. We can mark our first our first hanging out, our, the first day of our friendship, kind of, not really, but First time we ever like hung out outside of work, like yeah, fresh road so, trip. Yeah, that was today, eleven years ago. How wild is that to think about? That's crazy, man. It seems like a lot longer, though. Honestly, like <laughs> it kind of does, man. I mean, with all the shit we've been through, but <clears throat> yeah, even the so shit many, you've been through. Yeah, there's like so much stuff that's happened in between, then. it just that's like, man. <laughs> Like 20 years ago, honestly. <laughs> we, well, we have had 20 years worth of stories crammed into an 11-year yeah, fucking really, period. So. Yeah, we really have. <clears throat> shit time, man. We haven't even touched half of them yet. I know, right? Uh, but we're getting in today. We've decided to tell a story that uh, makes sense for us to hear. For those of you who are fans of the show that have always wondered, why is this show called Band? Like those, the three of you out there that don't know. Well, today we're going to begin the saga of how Rick got banned. And uh, this is going to take place over about, <clears throat> I think about three weeks that it's going to take us to tell this story. But before we can tell the whole story, we're going to have to introduce you to some characters. And the characters that we're going to introduce you to, <clears throat> Rick showing off his T-shirt available now. Is that available? No, uh, I had a custom-made uh, friend okay. made this shirt, and uh, I love uh, it so much. I good man. <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, Team Brazil today and uh, lay the foundation here. Because I know some people in the GNR community are expecting, are going to see the title of this episode and expect that me and Rick are going to sit down for an hour or so and we're just going to shit talk Team Brazil. Yeah, fuck these motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, that's not what's going to happen today. Oh, Today's no. actually a really positive episode. We've not got anything but good things to say in this episode. <clears throat> so, yep. let's start from the beginning. Who is Team Brazil? Let's explain that to people who don't, who maybe don't know who these guys are. Well, uh, Team Brazil consists of a, a mother named Beta, and uh, she came. Uh, she was. Are you still there? I just changed camera angles. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I thought it was just disappeared, but no. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm still here. So, yeah. So, uh, Beta came into the picture with uh, with Stephanie back in the early '90s. As a, I mean, she was just pretty much Axel's housekeeper. Ended up getting promoted and uh, becoming the manager, and then her son uh, Fernando becomes the manager now. 
uh, he has zero experience uh, in that field, but kudos, you know. they got What the- happened? Does anybody know how that happened? Uh, I guess it's just a trusting Axel. Only trusted, uh, only trusted these individuals, you know. And uh, she was, she was originally Stephanie Seymour's babysitter, right? Yep. Okay. She was Axel's uh, housekeeper. Uh, Fernando was, uh, I guess, Axel's uh, pool boy, dog walker, errand boy. Whatever you know, I've heard uh, different stories. Uh, what his wait? Are you was, uh, okay? I was about to ask, are you being serious there? Or are you trying uh, to be fun? I'm dead serious, man. Uh, who was it? Uh, I think it's Tom Zutat told me that uh, that uh, Fernando was just like uh, I believe it was a, he was the pool boy. Uh, yeah, so that's yeah, and I've you know, I've heard Aaron boy. Uh, it's just a lot of different odd jobs that this dude's had. Um, I know it was like. Uh, 20 years ago, he posted some pictures on uh, on his photo bucket of his like where he's playing of his gaming towers and all that. You know, in Axel's house and stuff. It used to be up on photo bucket. I've seen the photos in a while, but yeah. But I mean, these uh, it's just pretty much these uh this family just just living off Axel. Okay. Axel's divorce. So Team Brazil consists of, of course, Beta is probably the head of the of the team. Fernando, they're all family. They're all related somehow. Um, and then Fernando's better son. Fernando's the tour manager? That was the manager, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got, and, he got a promotion. Okay. So then there's... Who else is in this? I mean, those are the uh, two we're going to talk about mainly, but there's others. There's lots of others. Well, the others really have no... Uh, I guess really have no kind of importance to the story. I guess it's just really these two that right here are... <clears throat> going to be uh and honestly really bad is not really going to be a major major part of it but it's mostly going to be fernando yeah uh so basically betta's axel rose personal assistant is that fair to say is that her title i'm not sure exactly what the title is now uh but it was somewhere along those lines you know okay and fernando what what is what is his official title He's the band's manager. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's the band's manager. <clears throat> okay. So now we got mixed up with these people at the first show I think you and I ever went to together in Atlanta and Kansas City. Is that right? Yeah. Um. So, well, what it was is our first show together was uh was the uh. Atlanta, Georgia show, and uh, at the Phillips Arena. So that's the first time that uh, we met Fernando, which uh, he was walking through the front during the show, and I remember spotting him because there was this Axl Rose guitar pick that I really wanted. There was, uh, I believe it was like 40, 40 or 50 bucks at the time on eBay, and I just can't see paying that amount for a guitar pick. So... Uh, I was uh, saw Fernando and I'm like, hey bro, uh, can I get a can I get an Axl Rose guitar pick that uh, they're too expensive on eBay? I don't want to pay 40, 50 bucks for it. <laughs> so this dude comes out a few minutes later with a handful of uh, Axl picks and uh, just handing them all out to us. Yeah, he had a lot of them. Like he had a handful because I yeah. got one, you got one. 
uh, whoever was with us, somebody yeah. was with us that day. Who was that? Or was that just somebody we met in line? Uh, it was Ryan. Uh, Ryan. And uh, Brent okay. from... Uh, <clears throat> okay, from, that's uh, right. From him, yeah. I mean, we didn't. We just talked about this story. I should remember, but I mean, it's in the archives. If you go back uh, uh, a few episodes to GNR in Atlanta, we've got some really good other stories that took place. But we purposefully didn't tell this one because we knew we were going to get around to telling uh, doing this episode where it would fit in better. Yeah. So, like, you know, like with. Uh you know, we're getting the guitar picks from Fernando, you know, so like, uh, so we go to our next show, which is, um, which is going to be Kansas city in 2011, which that show was pretty awesome. Cause it's available on a bootleg from my live stream that I would do, <laughs> you know, and this is before well, you had a, well, before we get to there, before we get to there, let's, let's wrap up the first time meeting Fernando. Like how I, I really don't remember. I remember him coming out with the picks in his hand. I remember, how did we see Fernando the first time to know who he was to wave him over or anything like that? Like, how did he get from backstage doing whatever the hell he does back there to mixed up with us? All right. um, Well, at one point, you know, like during like the Chinese tours, him and Beto would come out to the front all the time and just, I guess, walk around, I guess, to shake hands, kiss babies or whatnot, you know, just to, <laughs> to have that celebrity fame, I guess, uh, that they would experience with the GNR crowd. But, uh, you know, but like I knew who he was. I've seen, I knew who Beto was, especially if you watched the uh, Rock and Rio uh, the 2001 show where I actually mm-hmm. went to Beto on stage. Yeah. You know, they, you know, he discusses Fernando and that too. So, it was real easy to spot them and find them because that's that's the only Brazilian mafia you're gonna find at these shows. You know? <laughs> we need to talk about the Brazilian mafia for a second because we've we've made the joke on this show and on Guns and Radio about Axl Rose being uh, wrapped up in the Brazilian mafia. Uh, the way that we got the where that joke comes from is from another podcast, which was just a smear Rick Dunsford podcast disguised as a goddamn storage wars podcast. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many and, of those are out there. <laughs> and it's since been taken down. But Imagine that. in that show, which we'll get to that later uh, in this saga, we'll be definitely talking about that. Um, in the saga of how Rick got banned, uh, We'll talk about that a little more, but the way where, where the reason we say that and make that joke for everybody who doesn't know is because the Robert Bird podcast where he's like trying to tell his side of the story. He claims that Axl Rose is mixed up with the Brazilian mafia, and, and that's why like Beta and Fernando are where they are. And yeah, that, <laughs> it just seems a little ridiculous to me. It, it's pretty funny though, man. But I mean, like, I mean, that's all he's surrounded by. You know, I mean, mm. it's just this Brazilian family. You know, uh, they yeah. they control literally everything for him. Uh, you so think Axel Rose is in the same situation as Britney Spears? Oh, I wonder, man. I, 
that's pretty interesting. I know that he was, uh, I know he's unstable, you know, for, uh, you know, there's always been rumors in the early 2000s or whatnot, you know, especially the yeah. cancellation and all that. I remember uh, reading all these rumors about his uh, mental health and uh, whatnot. So, hey, you mm-hmm. never know. It's probably the closest thing to family he has. I mean, yeah, you probably, I mean, everybody deserves to have that group of people that they can just be themselves around where you don't have to be Axel. He can just be Axel. You don't have to be Axel Rose, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great for these guys too. You know I mean? They reap the benefits, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, it's worked out well for them. I mean. (laughs) It's worked out really great for them. So, you know, so anytime I go to a show, you know, like I'm always like, it's like, I'm always some kind of hunt, you know, scavenger hunt, you know, I'm always trying to get something cool, you know, whether it's just a set list, uh, guitar picks, drumsticks, I mean, anything, you know, like a signature. But so, uh, so that's how Atlanta ended, you know what I mean? We got our guitar picks, which was, I was excited about because I always wanted the axle picks. I still got it framed, you know? So oh, yeah, I still got mine too. So we go to, uh, you know, about a month or so later, we go to uh, Kansas City. Now, uh, this is going to be a really cool show because, you know, before you have your Facebook Live and all this mess, uh, there wasn't really a whole lot of streaming platforms, you know, to do, like, live streams. And uh, so there was this app called uh, Ustream, I believe it was. It's one of the one of the first kind of streaming apps. That, and before it, you would have – go ahead. I was going to say, Ustream is still around today. It's just not free anymore. Oh, okay. So that's what – that's what I that's what I used back eleven years ago. So yeah, uh, or ten years ago. But so what I did with this was, uh, and this is before we had these like nice battery packs to recharge your phone. Uh, <laughs> I had this little door, so uh, you just put two batteries in, and you hook your charger into it, and it would recharge your phone for like uh, I guess like fifteen minutes or whatever. Those batteries go through quick. But uh, so we're like live streaming this concert. Well, how did you get the, why did you live stream the concert? Like, what made you, what gave you the idea to do that? Like, because, I mean, I would always, you know, like, I guess the my GNR form, you know, like, I was, that was my site I was obsessed with for, man, like, years, dude. I would go to it every day. That's that's where I would go to get all my news. And uh, I would go to read about shows. And I know as concerts were happening, you know, you'd have members at the shows, you know, texting updates. All right, guys, you're playing, uh, you're playing John Dam right now. Uh, oh, they're going into bed, or you know, they're going through the set list, you know. And they're like, oh shit, we and there was a time now. Come on, you know, like we're just everybody should share the excitement. So my idea was, well, fuck, you know, uh, I don't want to sit there and just post on a message board all day. So let's just live stream this bitch, you know, and uh, and do that. So, um. So right when the show started, man, I had a, uh, I remember I had a, my charger in my pocket right here and uh, I was just live streaming it. I remember security looking at me, saw, seeing all these cords coming out they're like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing, man? Like, uh, so we're about halfway through the show, man. And uh, I noticed my, uh, I'm out of batteries now and I'm on my last set and, uh, and I'm letting everybody know that the stream's probably going to be be ending soon because I do not have enough juice to continue. So at that point, I'm like, all right, tweet Fernando and tell him to bring me some batteries. You know, that was just a shot in the dark. I didn't think that would, I didn't think people were really going to do this, you know? But 10 minutes later, dude, no lie, like, 
it's pitch black and you see these flashlights coming and then they're looking in the crowd and then all of a sudden these lights come on me and Fernando's like, Hey, you're the one that needed batteries, right? Like, yes. Handed me a big stack of batteries. Yeah, it was like this big. You can't see on the radio, but it's like, I don't know, about a foot and a half tall by about I'd say a foot wide. It was this huge bundle of double A batteries. And you remember security was like at one point told me that I can't be doing that, that I can't live stream the show. And uh, so uh, this yeah, is then like, Bumblefoot. Well, well, no, actually, this is right before Fernando came out. And oh. so when Fernando came out, I told him, I said, "Hey, this this guy over here told me that I can't uh, stream." And I said, "Is that all right?" Fernando told me, "Yeah, you can. Just be kosher about it." it wasn't his exact words. Be kosher about it. Um, yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever the hell that means. Uh, so I'm just going to continue live streaming. I remember to see uh, that uh, security was kind of unhappy about it, but. That shit he can do whenever. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what his job title at the time was in 2011. Probably a t- uh, tour manager. Or I something. think he was the tour manager. I think yeah. I don't know. Yeah, during that time, yeah, I believe he was a battle. Uh, I don't know who was it. I don't, I'm not sure exactly who was managing the band at this time. All I know is who's doing it now. I mean, we have an argument between tour manager and part-time minimum wage <laughs> security guard. Who's going to win? But so, uh, what was cool about that show though is uh, I had a sign that uh, that says "Smile for the boards," you know, like just kind of you know, just let them know that I was streaming this uh, for the boards, you know. And uh, I noticed uh, another guy came out and took my sign away, and he said, "Hey, Axel wants a sign." And I'm like, "Well, what the fuck does he want for?" Well, come to find out, he signed it for me. But security never brought it back to me. Ah. So, yeah, I think uh, we found that out later, though, when we were talking to Fernando. Because we used to be real cool with this cat. Yeah, he, t- I, yeah, he told us that he, uh, the time was beside him. We're, we should have been giving it back, you know? There yeah. was a time when this guy, I, I considered him almost a friend. He, yeah, he would hook me up, man. He would do a, he did a lot for me, dude. Like, a whole lot. So, you know, but then I keep a... Uh, I guess so. Like in the uh, so, my next experience with them was going to be in a uh, Nashville in 2011. I know you set that show out because yeah. you were going to do the South Haven, but yeah. uh, you know I was in line uh, waiting, and uh, I remember Matt was with me, and we were doing this. Uh, this homeless guy was harassing us at the time, of and. <laughs> As I, happens. I had this program uh, on my computer called like After Effects or whatever, where you can just add like electric uh, electricity coming out of your hands. So I remember just, uh, that. When the homeless guy was coming up talking, I would like just, he was looking at me all crazy because I was just throwing my hands up at him like this because I was going to, that was video in it. And we were going to make this little skit called Bum Busters or something, you know? <laughs> I remember Bum Buster. <laughs> But <laughs> well, they act real strange, and they don't smell good. <laughs> Who are you gonna call? <laughs> so these, so during this time, man, um, <clears throat> I see this, uh, I see this Brazilian dude walking down the, in this like skin tight, like I don't know, it's like this green, a green and black, like full body suit, man, like it's like real tight, man. I don't know what, some kind of athletic. like a scuba diver. Yeah, it was like a scuba suit or something. It looked like. 
Yeah, Homie been swimming. I realized it was Fernando, and I'm like, what the hell is he wearing, man? Like, okay. <laughs> so we're just uh, we're just talking, and then, uh, you know, so at that point, I start planting the seed that, uh, you know, first off, I, I was telling him about uh, thanks for the batteries in Kansas City, and that was the night that I got tweeted the first time by Guns N' Roses. They were thanking me for the patience or whatever in regards to yeah. the batteries. Um, what we do is secret is one of the things they said in that tweet. It was a very bizarre tweet. Yeah, I, I was just, uh, I was totally fanboying out because, you know, like, my favorite band tweeted me, man, so it was pretty It got cool. me to watch a really good movie, though, that tweet did. If you haven't seen What We Do Is Secret, because I was trying to figure out what the fuck they were talking about, so I Googled <laughs> What We Do Is Secret, and it turned out there was a movie called What We Do Is Secret about a band that you probably have heard of, Rick, called The Germs. And, yeah. Um, turns out if you haven't seen that movie, I highly recommend it. It's really good. Well, like that, uh, so that experience with Fernando, you know, I got a pit, I had a picture made with him. Um, and then that night I had after party passes that we talked about last week. Uh, Ron hooked me up with, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, I remember being backstage, uh, at that show, but you know, like I was telling you last week about the story of my backstage, my after party pass, I was holding up the Sharpie. And uh, when I was holding it up, man, I was ha- I had my arm like this, you know, and I was trying to hold up my Sharpie because, I mean, you can't really just have a conversation from the front row and tell the guy, hey, come to the after party, which I'm holding this pass for, and come sign my arm for a tattoo. I actually took it as, oh, this guy just wants me to sign his pass. Okay. Well, I'm not going to complain. I was happy about that because that's a, that's a cool piece to have. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, so uh, – but that, what I wanted was eventually to get the signatures, what I was trying to get. Um, yeah. So, you know, we were backstage at this party. I, I remember seeing Beta back there. Um, I saw Fernando back there, and which I'm kicking myself for because uh, I didn't want to be the the annoying guy to keep bothering him every time I saw him, you know, or asking yeah. him shit every time I saw him. So I just kind of waved, you know, and just didn't bother him anymore. I was just kind of just hanging out at this party. But little did I know is after the show, he was uh, grabbing a couple people from that party and taking them to this monster uh, energy drink uh, shoot where you get like a meet and greet with Axel. And I'm like, well, fuck. Man, I wish I would have just went up to him and told him, hey, let me give it that picture. But, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he probably would have done it too. I know. He probably would have. He wouldn't now, but. Mm. Uh, because, We're getting to that part of the story. Yeah. And then, like, so after this, man, I, I started realizing, you know, like, I see a lot of people that do meet Axel and get close with them. And it's kind of like this big uh, ass kissing organization going on here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if you kiss enough ass, you're going to get what you, you're going to, you're going to get some cool shit. You know what I mean? I, I but, mean, uh, if, if I, I would, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to disagree with you if it wasn't for the fact that I was there and I saw your technique work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, all right, so, uh, here's where in the story. Here's where we're really going to dig deep into that, and really, uh, I'll explain more about this whole Kiss Ass organization they got going on here. So, uh, we go to uh, it was 2012. We go to the Vegas residency, which is probably like probably wait, like, wait, wait, wait. Before we get there, <clears throat> we met better before then in Chicago. Like, yeah, we did, dude. Yeah, we did. Uh, that she, was the uh, first. I think we should talk about the first time we met Betta also. Yeah, so, okay. 
So uh, anyway, I died. I came back. Whatever. Uh, you know, we got- I, I died. I came back. What the fuck? As we all do. Yeah, that's, that's besides the point. You know, I mean, we're getting we're <laughs> typical Tuesday. On, we're gonna stay focused on this uh, team Brazil story here. So uh, after we get out of the <laughs> hospital, this nice ass hotel that we didn't even get to sleep in that looked like it was gonna be comfortable <laughs> as hell. Uh, <laughs> So we go to, uh, what was the name of that hotel? Uh, I don't know. All right, so we see the red bus outside this hotel. We know we know that's Axel's bus, which, little known fact, that was Justin Bieber's old bus. Axel got a heavy guy. <laughs> <laughs> True well, story. I, know, I think we've... I think we've told this story before where where we met DJ and Bumble and everybody there. But after they left to get on the plane, the bus was still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Vanna comes out. And we're just like, ah, we got to go get a picture with this with this girl, man. So mm-hmm. uh, we were talking and, she's talk- and she says, yeah, Axel's in here, but it's, he's not going to be out for a while, you know? Just... Uh, her way of telling us, don't waste your time, just get going, you know? Yeah. But uh, She was really nice, though. Yeah, she was super nice. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, she was really nice. You know, we got cool pictures with her. Uh, she kind of hugged up on me real tight, you know, for that picture. Oh, uh, yeah, awesome. me too. You know, uh, I should. But, you know, so <clears throat> that was my experience with dealing with her. You know, she was really nice, you know I mean? I, Really, I don't really have anything bad to say except for the way she responds to some people online and how she treats some of the fans online. But, um, you know, so like after that, you know, we got, we're going to go to uh, Vegas um, for uh, Thanksgiving. You know, was, we went on Thanksgiving Day, I believe. Um, so we're hanging out in Vegas. You know, just, they have this whole in Guns N' Roses museum set up, uh, you know, Axel's car and stuff. So Which was awesome. Through. Yes, it was absolutely amazing. And then you got the November rain suit. But, yeah. Oh, uh, so we get to uh, – we're at this Hard Rock Hotel Casino. And then, boom, you see uh, we, we run into Beta, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Like off the bat. Yeah, so we're just like, all right, we're going to get another picture here, you know? So, like I think we're still dragging our, our luggage to the room at this point. Yeah, so we get like this, uh, you know, we get this picture with Betty, you know, we're all like just, all like, yeah, you know, like just being happy. <laughs> and then like, so we go to the show that, uh, the first show, which was, uh, I think it was the 23rd of the November. Uh, it was uh, it was the anniversary of uh, China being released. Yeah. Which was the first show. So uh, before the show started, they had that big jumbo Titantron thing, you know, where you could just text and put your pictures up there and yeah. have a message, you know. So we were there a day before, so we were taking pictures everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so we're putting that picture of uh, us and Beta up there, uh, just throwing all kinds of just stupid pictures, you know, that were hilarious. <laughs> you can hear the crowd chuckling, laughing at it. When we're doing the Gondom style thing in the <laughs> elevator. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, like, but I noticed that we had. No Fernando was spotted at all, you know, because uh, he's usually out hanging out, you know, in the front. But so we had after party passes for that show. And the first night we go backstage and uh, this is where this is probably like the weirdest uh, after party story that uh, I think I have because it was just it was just so bizarre because we get it was surreal kind of in a way. Yeah. Like it was very strange. Like, first off, you know, like 
I get fucking tackled by Chris Pittman. <laughs> Chris Pittman, man. Should we talk about that here or? I mean, while we're at, well, I don't know. Well, what it was is uh, we're backstage, and uh, you know we're trying to, you know, we don't want to bother Ron about getting all these to get more after party passes because I felt like I asked this dude too, asked this guy for way too much. Yeah. But uh, you know, like so we we were gonna try to ask Pittman, but uh, I don't know. We didn't get around to something happened. No, I would. I asked Pittman. I asked Pittman, and he uh, he just sent me a generic reply. Basically a no without saying no. He just sent me a a, a generic reply. I, I, okay, I'll tell. I'll tell. Okay, I'll go ahead and tell it here. I thought Rick was fucking with me. I had gotten uh, somehow. I'd become friends on Facebook. Either I don't remember if I sent him a request. He sent me a request. I probably sent him a friend request. But I don't recall. And it wasn't even Chris Pittman's main page. It was called Chris Pittman Page 2. Because at the time, you couldn't have but so many Facebook friends. So I was friends with Chris Pittman Page 2. <laughs> and I was looking at this like... This, and, and I think... No, that's what it was. Because Rick showed me the page to add in the first place. And in my head, I'm going, does this guy really think I'm going to fall for this? Like, I am not fucking Dwayne. So I, I, go, I go ahead and I add it. Because, and I started the conversation, you know, like because we talked all the fucking time. Like, me and this cat was talking all the fucking time. And I was starting the conversation gradual, and then I was going to get into some uh, freaky weird shit, because... I was like, I know the things that make Rick uncomfortable, so that was going to be the direction I was going to steer it into. Eventually, I was getting ready to take that sharp turn. So Rick got me to message this, and I was like, dude, well, I, I, in my head, I knew Chris Pittman wasn't going to hook us up, because in my head, this is Rick fucking with me. I'm just not letting him know that I know. So, <laughs> so, um, so I messaged Chris. I, I, I sent him what Rick told me to say. Uh, because at this point I'm humoring Rick. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to let him know I know because we ain't there yet. And he just replied with some generic thing. And I was like, oh, well, he said no. So then we get to the party. Rick's over here talking to Bumble. I'm kind of standing behind because they're having a conversation. I don't want to interrupt. I'm not really talking to anybody. So I'm just, you know, got my hand in my pockets looking around the party, you know, nodding to random people and, you know, just having small talk with other people. And then all of a sudden, Chris Pittman busts in the room, drunk as fuck, and he goes, Dustin, and he grabs me and gives me a big hug, and I was like, hey, you know who the fuck I am, okay. <laughs> and I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he goes, and then he comes and he bends in like he feels bad, and he goes, look, man, I wanted to get you into this party, but all these folks here, a lot of them are my family, and I didn't have that many to give away, but it looks like it worked out well for you. <laughs> you got in anyway. And I... <laughs> and... <laughs> That was the first time I was like, oh shit, this is not Rick fucking with me. <laughs> this is legitimately Chris Pittman. Yeah, I was blindsided too because I didn't realize all this was going on. And then. Well, uh, he looks. Well, he. Well, the, the next thing he says to me, 
as he gets to looking around and he goes, where's Rick? And I said, he's over there. And that's when he came and tackled you. Yeah, this dude, like, straight up just just comes rushing me, man. Like, I feel like I was being tackled. And he holds me against the wall, and he's like, Rick. And he's just sitting there, like, hugging me and just, like, <laughs> I was kind of like, uh, can someone help me, please? This is getting uh, – I don't know what this dude's about to do to me, man. Like, I felt like, <laughs> felt like I was about to get violated or some shit, man. But – <laughs> no, but it was all fun. He was just drunk. He was having a Yeah, good he time. was just playing around. It was fun times. I have so, nothing bad to say about Chris Pittman. No, dude, Chris is Chris is the man, dude. But like, okay, so one little detail I missed uh, I forgot to mention before we went to this party. Uh I caught Axel's whistle that night. Oh yeah. You know, and then I was trying to and you guys Dustin, like they're in Paradise City. Oh, God. I always I always just Dip the front. I, I was like, screw the front. I want to go in the middle, and I'm going to try to catch this damn microphone. Yeah. Well, that night, I was this close, but it was just like, I mean, I'm I'm like 150 pounds, dude, uh, 5'11". He, I think you caught it, and somebody jerked it out of your hand. No, I had my hands, like, it was all. It was a bunch of us right there. And then, like, I remember touching it, and then it was just like this big brawl. I mean, it was a, it was, I'm like, all right, I'm out, bro. This is, there's. <laughs> I'm about to get my butt kicked here for this, man. Like, yeah. So, anyway, fast forward, you know, I get tackled by Pittman. Uh, we're talking to Rod backstage. And then uh, you see this little short Brazilian happy dude. I mean, really. Drunk happy. as fuck, I might add. Dude, this was Fernando, okay? And uh, so he Fernando was drunk as fuck, though. Like, you could tell. He could barely stand up. And so I, I'm starting to realize here, man, like, these motherfuckers are lo- love to hug, man. They love to just put their hands on you because Fernando <laughs> came and hugged me too, man. I'm like, what's up, bro? And then and he was telling us about like how he had the night off. Uh, the actual game with the night off, so he's just kind of getting drunk, having fun. And he said he goes back to work for the last show, which was uh, going to be the 24th, which is the next night. Yeah. And he saw that I had the whistle, and he was like, you can tell he was genuinely excited for me. And uh, – I told him that I almost had uh, the microphone, but uh, I, I, it was just a fight. So, yeah, I swear to God, this is a true story right here. Fernando looks at me. He says, you want that microphone? And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. He says, it's yours. I'm like, are you kidding me? He says, tomorrow I'll give it to you. Now, yeah, now can- I was there for that. I did hear that conversation. Now, he was drunk as fuck. Yeah, this dude could barely stand. He was just having a good time and i'm like okay chances are he's not gonna remember this so here's my promised microphone that i'll probably never get but yeah you know i was just you know i was just grateful for what was going on i was having a good time now so uh oh yeah so the next night you know we're just uh well the next day i did my thing uh i I went in there on the stage with bumble and all that stuff and then when i left that we're all hanging out in the lobby where all the fans are you know they had the merchandise and then I look from a distance and I see Fernando and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to walk up to this dude and see if he remembers what he told me. And then so I remember that because you, you didn't say, hey, man, you told me you would give me a microphone. You said, hey, man, you feeling all right? And I was like, yeah, we had a party. He was like, it was a bit of a party last night, wasn't it? And then Rick's like, yeah, you said something to me. Do you remember what it was? Yeah. <laughs> like, you were you were polite about it. Yeah, I was like, uh, again, dude, like I'm a, uh, I asked like, that's kind of why I feel bad, man, that uh, we had this kind of feud going on because Fernando was really like, I don't know, man, he really hooked me up a lot, dude. And I hate saying bad things about the guy. And uh, I hate the way things turned out. But, I mean, the dude 
legitimately hooked me up, dude, with the microphone, well, dude. Like, this is why I say I would consider him almost a friend because the reason he was out there that second night is because one of us, probably you, texted him and was like, hey, man, we're standing in line. You want to come hang with us? And then he just walks up and hangs with us. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll be there in a minute. And that's how he got out there. And we were like, uh, so, I mean, I remember him telling me, like, you know, he's going to give me the microphone after the show. I told him that I had we had after-party passes for the for the set, for that night, too, where I hooked us up with both nights. So, uh, so he said, yeah, well, come see me after the show, and I'll get you taken care of. And I'm like, okay. So we go to the after-party. We're all hanging out. I don't see no Fernando anywhere. And I'm like, yep, here's what's going to happen. I'm not going to get it. And my flight leaves in about a couple hours, so we got to go to the airport soon. Uh, and then, you know, so like everybody's leaving the backstage area, and I'm just standing back there, and I'm like, I'm waiting on Fernando. Uh, I already t- talked to the band and all that yesterday. So uh, so the, so he's a moment. He goes backstage to talk. He goes to another room and talks to Fernando, and Fernando says, tells him to wait outside uh, the main entrance in, a, in about 30 minutes, and I will be out there. At and the I'm joint. Like, yeah, at the joint. So I'm like, okay. So, I mean, we're like, I mean, it's minutes before we have to go and get to the airport. And then Fernando, and I guess it was his, uh, this that, uh, the other Brazilian chick that was always with him. I guess it might have been his wife or something. Vanessa? No, no, no. That's his sister. Well, uh, this is not one of those kind of stories, you sicko. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, so they, but I know she was a tall chick, but. So Fernando comes out, he has his bag, and he opens it up, and he pulls out a microphone, a sign. I mean, it has signatures all over it, and I was just like, oh, my God, bro, this is unreal, man. I've got I got his whistle the night before, now I've got the microphone, dude. I've got, like, you know, that's what I'm talking about. It's, a, it's all about how much ass you kiss, you know what I mean, or sucking up you do, you know, with this. Because, I mean, look, i got Axel's pick. i got his a microphone now. I've got passes, you know, so – I mean, things were pretty cool, you know. I mean, I was – we ended that trip on a high note. But now, mm-hmm. after that, I'm really thinking, you know, like, I need to up the stakes a little bit. You know, like, everybody talks so much shit about Team Brazil online or the GNR fan base. Everybody hates them, you know. But yeah, I have, I have seen zero reason to hate these people yet because they have been so generous to me, you know. So Yeah, and friendly. I mean, yeah, real friendly. they didn't give me shit, and I just enjoyed talking to them. Yeah, so, like – I guess I'm just kind of like a I'm I'm real I'm real pushy in a kind of a nice way, you know what I mean? Like I'm just real persistent, you know, about trying to get what I want, you know, like and I knew that at that point that I really wanted to uh get I uh, had the microphone, I had the whistle, I really wanted to get the signature on the arm. That's what I that's what I needed next. So so two thousand thirteen comes and they're doing this uh uh up close to personal tour or uh, whatever the book it was called, you know. Uh, well, first they did that San Antonio show. Uh, festival. Yeah, that's where you wore the shirt the first time. Uh, yeah, so I made this shirt, all right? And uh, like I said, this shirt's sole purpose was because I wanted to meet Axel to get that signature. That's what this – and, you know, and, and I was tired of all the hate that, these, uh, that, this, uh, that this team was getting, you know? So, you know, kind of like maybe they see some fans starting to support them a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wore this shirt. At the River City Rock Fest, San Antonio, and uh, Bennett comes out. Well, tell them what the shirt said. All right, so it says uh, it had a big Brazilian flag on it. And it says 
I believe in just a letter in at the bonus of Team Brazil. You know, it's just a simple shirt that I made. Just I mean, it's nothing special, but it it definitely landed this punch though. Uh, yeah. So I wore this shirt, and Beta comes out, and uh, she notices me wearing this shirt. So uh, I made it. I had an extra one made, and I handed it to her. And then she's sitting there holding it up in front of Axel and then doing this to him the whole time, you know, dancing. And um, yeah, I remember that. So I remember she took it back. She, she kept the shirt. And uh, then after the show was over, I remember Fernando coming out. And there was like about five or six people that they went to all the Texas shows because they did like a full Texas run right before that San Antonio show, you know, like smaller venues. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the same people that go to all these shows, you know, that like, I guess have all the money in the world that can afford these tickets to every single show and fly to every show, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a job. I can't do that shit, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, my daddy wasn't, my daddy didn't get in the oil business. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. So, you know, like I, <laughs> I have to earn what I get, but, um, so, you know, like I saw so Fernando's out there just talking to these people, being real friendly, and he's taking them backstage somewhere. And then I'm thinking, like, okay, I've got to figure out how to get how to get like that. You know, like, maybe I'm not kissing enough ass. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> so um, a week later, I'll, we went to uh, Kansas City at the – what the – the mid mid midtown midway by AMC, I believe. Yeah, some kind of. It was a small venue. I mean, super small. But, Beautiful venue, but, though. Oh, I love it. So we're out there hanging out, and then fuck, they like. There's this. I remember uh, there was this lady and her husband. She was. Uh, they're out there talking about. Yeah, we've been talking to Axel on Facebook. And I'm like, bro, yeah, really? right. <laughs> no, I call him Bill. They're like, no, I swear, look, here, here's the messages. I'm like, okay, yeah, so right, you're talking to Axel on Facebook. All right. They're like, how do you know we're not talking to him? You know, just trying to defend themselves. I'm like, okay, first of all, this is a picture from the 80s. Why would Axel Rose have a profile like this, man? Like, why would he <laughs> Why would he waste his time talking to some hick? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, come on now, dude. It's Axel Rose, bro. I mean, like, have some common sense, bro. This is. Yeah, like, and then they acted surprised when he got off the bus at what he looks like now. Yeah, so like the bus pulls up, and uh, and what was great about this venue was the bus had to pull on the side, so it wasn't no gated backstage area. So I saw the I saw the Beaver bus pull up, it's the same red bus. <laughs> I always called the Beaver bus ever since I heard this story. Um, <laughs> and then I'm looking, and I'm like, oh shit, man, this is he has to walk right. I mean, I'm just like chill right here. So, yeah, uh, fuck it. So he actually gets off the bus and he just jets right in, you know. Uh, and then those people that said they were talking to him online, they're like, "Is that Axel? Oh my god, he's yeah. awful!" And I can't yeah. believe he didn't. And they were so offended that he didn't stop and recognize them or talk. And I'm like, "Fucking idiot! My god, man, that's, <laughs> that's not Axel you're talking to. You're being catfished. Come on, <laughs> come on, man! Really? <laughs> There's no way you believe this mess." It makes me think of Dr. Phil, the lady that was in a relationship with Brett Michaels from Poison, and he was always yeah. asking her to send him money. Like, these motherfuckers are rich, dude! <laughs> dude, it was, it was hilarious. So, like, after Axel gets off the bus, hold on one second. Uh, Let him chug his Pepsi. A two-liter, but, so... Like a man? So, Fernando gets off the bus, and I'm like, okay, 
This motherfucker's gonna know who I am. I got to him and he comes up like probably the same day. He, the dude hugs me already. All right. Yes, we have shared plenty of hugs in the past. With, and uh, so I, at this point, you know, like I'm just like, all right. I, I asked this dude for so much already, but I'm just gonna do it again. I'm just gonna ask him for uh, just gonna ask him for this signature. So uh, I told him, I'm like, bro, look, uh, this is like my. Twentieth something time seeing you guys, and uh, you know I drove overnight, uh, and I really like, I hate asking you for this shit over and over again. But here's the last thing I'll ever ask you for, bro. Can I, I just get Axe beside my arm? That's all I want. And then, you know, he kind of looked at me. He smiled. He says, "It's gonna happen tonight." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And he was like, "Well, first oh. he said I don't think I want to do it now because I like it when you bother me." Yeah, he said something like that. You know, like. And then, uh, yeah, because he made a comment, something like that. You know, like, he was dude, dude was super nice, man. Oh, my God. I, I forgot yeah, how nice was. <laughs> like I said, we were very friendly with Fernando. And, and, uh, and that's part of what disappoints me in part two of the story. So, like, we're, uh, so, we're, uh, so we go into the show. Um, I remember Gio, uh, Gil- what is his name, Gio Gillespie or whatever. I don't know, the big, uh, the big man. The, had me kicked off the property in Wichita, yeah. but uh, uh, I call him Geo the Biatch. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Geo comes up. Uh, well, for, first Fernando walks up with Geo, and uh, during during the middle of the show, and he points at me, and Geo puts this uh, purple uh, puts this purple GNR wristband on me, and then he made some kind of comment. I don't know what you did to get this one, and making a cop laugh about it or whatever, you know? Because you know, mostly, you know, you see, like, the the hotter chicks with this with this wristband on, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I guess, like, I don't know. I guess I was, like, one of the only dudes to get this, to get that past that night or whatever. But so, uh, you know, afterwards, uh, I, I was talking to Fernando, and uh, I remember Vanessa was hanging out with him. And uh, I was we're sitting outside of Axel's room, and he was taking a shower, and and at that point I was trying to get I was trying to take you back there with me. Gio was very being very weird. Only would take me, so I asked Fernando. I'm like, can I just go outside and wait? And then because I don't want to be first of all, it's gonna be kind of weird sitting outside of his room while he's taking a shower. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> that seems kind of like uh, I don't know. I just felt kind of uncomfortable doing that. Yeah. So I'm like, I told him, I said, if I just go wait outside by the bus, well, I definitely get to meet him. You know, Fernando's like, I'll make sure of it. I promise you. I'm like, and uh, and at this point, homie's always kept his word. You know, he's his word was so legit. So then, if you uh, you probably insert video clip here, but or whatever. But like, if you look on YouTube, <laughs> the uh, me meeting him, Fernando. Uh, right when they walk out, Fernando comes and he pulls me behind Axel. Uh, you know, and then you can watch the video. He signs my arm, and then I get the picture made. And uh, I remember Axel was signing my arm, and then he was signing Fernando. Hey, you oh, man, I've lost Rick. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back any minute now. He probably just pushed the wrong button. Uh, so let's see. What, what can I tell to fill in the gaps here while we're waiting on Rick without giving too much away? so we were we were in line and uh uh i'll tell you about the video that he's talking about we're in line and somebody was recording it 
And I remember in the video, there's some hot chick with a really nice rat getting her boobs signed. And uh, so she jumps up and down and they jiggle a little bit. And then the video goes over to Rick, uh, which Fernando just kind of pulled him aside and uh, was waiting uh, for Axel to go by the bus. Now, Axel at the time, for some reason, I, he still may do it, but he was carrying around a cane and I don't know why. Uh, I guess just to fuck with people or something. Cause I know the news said something about, uh, Axel was walking with the aid of a cane. And if you were there and you saw what happened, uh, that was not true at all. He was just holding the damn thing and walking around. I did think it was funny that he was like wearing pajama pants. That's it. Okay, Rick's back now, so he can pick up the story. Yeah. I was just giving some filler information on the story while you were gone. Okay, so where was I at with it? Uh, uh, Fernando, Axel is signing your arm. What did he say to you? Yeah, so he saw Fernando he said, hey, you got to get a picture of this, you know, because uh, the day that Chinese was released in uh, 2008 to commemorate the release of the album, I went and got this Chinese democracy-themed t- uh, tattoo. And... Uh, and, you know, because the album was a major, I followed the album for so long, and it was oh, yeah. the album I waited for for so long. So, um, so anyway, uh, Axel tells Fernando that, and then we all, like, that was kind of it. And then uh, I remember I posted it on, uh, oh, God, it might have been Instagram. Or, or somewhere, you know, and then I know Fernando put a, uh, put a like on it. And, you know, which is awesome, you know. So I didn't see Fernando again until... Uh, what was it 2013? Uh, we went to what was it the Atlanta show? That was it the true uh, the Tabernacle in Atlanta? Was that or was that in 2012? Tabernacle, I think, was in 2012. I think that happened well before this, didn't it? Okay, so yeah, I'm trying to think. When was the next time we saw him again after this? Because because uh, I got I, the, I think that was the last time I saw him. Yeah, because I don't think that we saw him anymore. I think that after that, you know, like Vegas, we, maybe we went to the Vegas. I know that. Uh, I know we saw Bad at one point at that uh, Vegas, but uh, you know, at that point, you know, like uh, I think that might have been my last dealings with Fernando in person. Now, fast forward to about 2017. Okay, um, I had tickets. Well, I haven't had. I didn't have tickets yet to go see. Yeah, dude, I had the cheap seats for uh, Nashville at the Bridgestone Arena. Uh, you know, and they had a – and the way these shows have been working out, they would release pit tickets day of because they sold out so quickly that they were mm-hmm. they would hold pit tickets back and then release them the day of. So that's what I was waiting on, and they finally did. But the venue was charging over $500 for a uh, pit ticket. Fuck and, that. And there's no way I was going to pay that. So I – I get on Facebook Messenger, and I uh, send Fernando not Facebook Messenger, but Instagram. Okay, because for some reason he we always talked on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> so I told him, "I'm like, bro, look, I've always had uh, pit tickets to see GNR, but this venue is charging over five hundred dollars for a pit ticket. And uh, I mean, is this? I don't know why they're gouging the prices up so high. And so he said, "How many people are with you?" And I told him it was just me and one other person. And he asked me where my seat was and blah, blah, blah. So, and then he gave me uh, Yarmo's email. I guess that's how you say his name. 
Jarmo, yeah. I was the one that uncovered that mystery because everybody kept calling him Jarmo. Yeah, that's why I said Jarmo. <laughs> Jarmo is... So, yeah, so, so finally I asked him because I was like, that don't seem right. So <laughs> I went to Yar... Or, at the time, I went to Jarmo, and I was like, man, can I ask you something? Is Jarmo how you say that? And he goes, no, it's Yarmo. He says, but yeah. I don't care. Everybody calls me Jarmo. I said, I will call you Yarmo from now on since that's your name. So. Yeah, so like Fernando put me in contact with him. He had like Yarmo at GunsNRoses.com email. Or it might have been Yarmo at Team Brazil. It's one of those two. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty legit. You know, it's a pretty legit email, you know. Uh, so... I told him, hey, uh, Fernando uh, put me in, uh, told me to email you about uh, about this uh, about this ticket or whatnot. He says, yeah, let me know right when you get to your seat. So I get inside, I get to my seat, and then he comes out, and I see him looking for me, and then I kind of wave at him. So uh, he walks with me to the front. We had to uh, do get some kind of ticket scan, uh, complimentary ticket scan, and uh, then he escorts me right up there to the into the pit and uh nice. i make it right in there you know so you know, up, to the, up to this point you know what i mean like fernando's hooked me up with countless guitar picks he's backstage passes uh axel's microphone the the signature and the uh picture you know so uh, now he's and been, not to mention all the times he's come out and just hung out with us when we asked him to yeah and then he uh even got me a this uh free pit upgrade you know which now that would uh be the last time i would uh see guns would be that 2017 show but so this was all go ahead no you go ahead go ahead so this right here i would say um you know like everybody laughs at uh, last about the i believe a team brazil shirt but really like there's there's a motive behind everything i've done you know what i mean like and that was to uh you know, it's kiss enough ass to get what you want, pretty much, you know? Is the I Believe in Team Brazil shirt available on the Rick Dunsford t-shirt store yet? No, dude, it was it was on there uh, from when I made it years ago, and I was like, uh, I just deleted it. But Think we could re-release that for <laughs> a limited time? It don't get us in trouble, man. Like, uh, <laughs> What are they going to do? <laughs> Uh, well, we're getting to that one. For those of you watching the video version, that'll be a part three story. You this know, is like, a three-part story. It really is. And we're not doing it to milk this story. It's just, we'll be here, we'll make a six-hour podcast if we try to tell the whole fucking thing. So we're going to tell it in three separate distinct parts. And yeah. I think we're done with part one now. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, pretty much. You know, like... Uh you know, just to accomplish the relationship between me and Fernando before the store's locker, even before the House of Blues uh, drama, um, you know, trying to get perspective, you know, where we were at mm-hmm. this point, you know what I mean? And uh, what kind of relationship I did have with uh, some of these people. Um, now, the next story, we're going to dig, we're going to start digging into the black market of uh, GNR, you know, but... Yeah. I do want to say, though, that with this uh, Team Brazil, though, like, uh, this was a, this is a team that, like, that's not supported by the fan base really at all. Uh, In fact, you're going to find more people to hate on them than really say anything good about them. So that's probably going to be some of the nicest things you've ever heard say about these individuals right here, you know? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, 
We're not we're not here to shit on anybody. We're going to tell a story how it happened. He's, he's I mean, man. we're being fair here. And so far there ain't nothing bad to tell in this part of the story. We you, you've met Fernando. You guys are friends, man. Like like you guys even and guys like when I'd hang out with Rick, there were times where he would just text Fernando out of the blue. And they would fucking communicate that way. Like they were, they, it wasn't just always asking for something. There was, there was kind of a camaraderie here. Like he was an enjoyable cat to talk to. Yeah, man. And uh, what was it? Hold on. And uh, I forgot to add this at uh, the Tabernacle show in Atlanta. Uh, you remember how fucked up it was? We were, because that show started so late and we were standing outside waiting to meet Axel. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, Fernando comes out, and he was like, hey, guys, he's not doing any signings tonight, but uh, he gave us some gifts. you remember that? He gave us those uh, Team Brazil guitar picks. Yeah, yeah. Do, <laughs> you, um, do you remember the night you met Axel, um, the chick that tried to seduce you to get your spot by the gate and said, uh, and then <laughs> and, and you told her, Oh, what was it you said? What did you say? Because at first you were like listening to her talk. She was kind of flirting with you and shit. And then you said something like, look, lady, it's going to take a lot more than that. Like you were not nearly hot enough to get me out of this fucking spot in line. Yeah, dude. I'm kind of like, hey, you know what? Like, I, I have what I want at home. You know what I mean? So I'm not yeah. going to just, just, not like exactly. You know yeah. like and you know, like, I'm not gonna sit, let some bimbo or some slut, you know, come in and try to like, hey, can I, can I just like, it's like being at a con, like every Guns N' Roses concert, did, like whenever I'm in the front against the rail, I'll, I'll feel this, and then you turn behind me, and it's like a little short girl, like with these big breasts, and she's like, hey, can I just get up there for one song, please, please? Uh, fuck uh, no. Uh, yeah. No, you can't. Gladly, fuck off. Uh, I've been out here since uh, six in the morning. So I forget. Yeah. It was so funny though. What was it she said? But because at first Rick was like listening to her, like yeah, okay, and then he's like, and then he goes, he said something to the account of you're not nearly. <laughs> it's going or it's going to take a lot more than that to get me out of this fucking spot. And then she turned to me, and I was like, don't look at me, bitch. I said, and I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, and I and I, I kind of like looking like I was flirting. I was like, since you're so hot, I'm gonna make you a deal. You can get right here behind me, <laughs> and then I kind of like shoved her behind me and said, and you can watch from there. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I just wanted to tell us because I, I just remembered that because like she was trying. It was like you were barking up the wrong tree, man. She goes, "You're an asshole," and I said, "Yes, that's 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 the way of it." Yes. And see, but, but you think about this too, man. Like every like, the reason why I made that Team Brazil shirt too, man, is because like, uh, first was Kansas City in 2011. We waited in the snow, man, waiting for Axel to come out. In the and, fucking snow, yes. Speaking of dog walking, I think at this time, I think Fernando got a promotion at this time because I think it was his sister that was walking Axel's dog at this time. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're the only two people outside, man. And then, that's middle uh, management with Guns and Roses who gets to walk the dog. Yeah, so you see Vanessa coming out walking this dog, and you're like, okay. Uh, any chance Axel could just come? Can Axel walk his own dog so we get a picture with him? You know, like, you know, like, and then you see him like uh, you see him from a distance, get on the bus, he kind of waves and gets drives off. And you're like, all right. And then we try we try countless times, dude, over and over again to meet this dude. Like, 
we waited outside in Atlanta. We waited outside in uh, Chicago. Uh, I mean, at the hotel, uh, San Antonio, dude. And it's just like every time, you know, and it's like he's not signing tonight or he's going to be in there for hours, you know. So, you know, that's where my mind started pondering, you know, like how can I uh, how can I get to meet this dude? And then I know that uh, these other people that go to all the shows, they buy them all. They buy teams of these, like, gift cards, like Starbucks gift cards. They buy them uh, whatever, you know. Like, these motherfuckers are rich. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about, like, taking Askins to a new level, dude. I'm not going to buy you a gift card when you're worth, like, a million dollars. Fuck that, no. Yeah, so, like, I'm... So I'm going to, like, make the shirt, you know. I want to cut the sleeves off so you can see my GNR tattoos, you know. So these mugs know that I'm legit, man. Like, I am as hardcore as they could possibly come, you know. Let me just let me just meet the boss, you know. Let me just get the same. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that was a uh, – but, hey, you know, I was like, it worked, man. Everything that I – It did. I, it worked perfectly, you know. Like, uh, and that's why I can't, like uh, – you know, I probably got a. I don't know, man. Like, once the story goes on, when we get to the other episodes, yeah. everybody's opinion is probably going to change a good bit. About, uh, I don't know about Beta because I my my dealings with her, I didn't really have a whole lot of dealings with her. As well, we're gonna people. we're gonna talk about all of that in a future episode. Yeah, later on. Next week, we're gonna be covering the House of Blues situation. Uh. That's all I'm going to tell you. We're going to pick the story up from there next week on the show. Uh, this is the saga of how Rick got banned. So <laughs> next week is part two of the story. And uh, looking forward to telling that. And uh, But we're about to, I'm going to have to wrap up, Rick, because we don't want to dip into too much stuff for next week. So, And that's exactly the road we're headed down. <laughs> So uh, we're going to wrap up this week, but I want to tell you guys right now, you can get your merchandise. If you go to the link in the description, you can actually get your own version of the original Rick Dunsford shirt that was uh, took Tupelo, Mississippi by storm uh, uh-huh. back in the day, uh, which by the way, we need to talk about because that motherfucker's not available in 3X yet, and I went to buy it yesterday, so we're going to have to work on that. We're going to have to figure that out. Oh, wow. Uh, I figured that's something that would have available all sizes or customizations or whatever you want to do to it. It's probably just a matter of changing the, the, the brand or something or getting them more. Uh, since you gave me access to the store, I'll, I'll tweak it and make sure us fat people get represented to it. <laughs> uh, hey, maybe we should but, throw that two Brazil shirt back up there, man. You want to? Hey, this hey, this is guarantees that you will meet Axl Rose. Well, they used to We're not offering your money, back. <laughs> offering your money back. Now, at one point, this would guarantee you uh, you can meet him, but now I don't know. Now, man, it's now you can like, do it as a tongue in cheek. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, well, that shirt will come along eventually too. So that's going to do it for this edition of Band: The Real Life Misadventures of Rick Dunsford and Friends. Be sure to come back next week for part two of this epic story because it's not going to be the same story again. I hate doing part twos and part threes because people looking at podcasts and shit think we're just talking about the same shit. We're really not talking about... This is years later. This is a whole other situation. But these three stories are so intertwined that you can't answer the question, how did Rick get banned without knowing all three of these stories? So, next week, come back for part two. 
check it out. And if you want to get early access, you can actually listen to the episode and watch the video version the day, the very fucking day that we record this on gunsandradio.com. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this edition. So until next time, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Rick Dunsford. We'll see you next week, folks.